0: E for everyone. Ten and up.
1: Hey, this is that story show, people.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> Who watching? Hey, he who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew in this tree house. I left her some guano. <laughs> <And the junk. laughs>
1: Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where funny real-life stories take the spotlight. It's episode 445, brought to you the week of August 17th, 2023. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here.
0: Hey, that would be me. James, you know what happens uh, if you observe a crime in the Apple Store? Mm, No. You become an eyewitness.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, like iPhone? like.
0: like an iPhone or uh, sh- that's that's bad. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's all right, I'll, though. I'll, we I'll love you, John. Be we love you. We love yeah, you. Thanks. We're very excited to be doing a show today. If you like funny life stories, this is the show for you today. We're excited, but I want to give a shout out. We don't do this very often, but Connor Greer emailed me he's a young man and he said my birthday is in august and so is mine so i had an instant connection with him and he said will you give me a shout out on the show and i'm like no i won't but then it got a couple weeks later and it's now the 17th then i felt a little more gracious and i was like you know connor yeah i will give you a shout out so shout out to connor greer connor greer happy Hmm. birthday happy birth month Murph month. Because it apparently took you a month to be born. We always start with an opening story. This one's called Anxiety Accident. It's from Mandy from Denver, Colorado. My family had moved into our neighborhood a few months earlier, and we hadn't really met anyone yet besides a friendly wave now and then. Our kitchen window looks out over our next door neighbor's backyard, and I noticed a dog in their yard at times. This is important. This is important information for later. Okay. So Dogs. stored away in your RAM. On our All first right. Halloween in our neighborhood, my husband and I were taking our young kids trick or treating. The kids would trick or treat, and I'd introduce ourselves to the people on our street. That's good. That's a good idea, especially if you're a little bit, you know, introverted. I've got a bad social anxiety. There we go. And meeting new people is particularly fear inducing. My mind races and I stumble over my words, but I try. So. When we got to the house next door, a woman answered the door and I saw her dog laying in its crate and her husband sitting on a recliner in the living room. And I introduced myself and my family and we made small talk. And then she said, Gus would come over to the door, but he just had surgery. And I replied, oh, I've seen him in the yard. He's cute. And we left and continued trick or treating. (laughs) But later that night, I was playing the interaction with the neighbor lady over in my head as I do with most interactions, thanks social anxiety. But then with a sudden realization and complete mortification, I realized that Gus was not, in fact, the dog. Gus was her husband! <laughs> yeah, I had called him cute. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have minded. Horrible. If I had been Gus sitting in the chair, you know, just and somebody, some lady said I was cute, I'd be like, "That's that made <laughs> my day. Anyway, I could never muster the courage to face them and explain that I'm just an idiot and I thought she was talking about her dog. I wasn't calling her husband cute is the point. Mandy from Denver, Colorado. Right. Yeah. We know, right. the, we know the truth, Mandy. Yeah, we, you've been stalking him.
0: <laughs> you've been watching that guy out in the yard. Out in the
1: yard. Man, he's cute. around. I'm going to pretend like I'm talking about their dog. <laughs> yeah, it's the dog I was talking about. I now, like a guy with a three-letter name. Like Bud, I, Gus. Gus. Gus is a dog's name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. What's his,
0: what is Gus short for? Gustav. I don't know. Gustav, okay, that could yeah, that could actually that could actually work. Gustav. Gustav. I didn't know it was short for anything. Honestly, I just kind of made that up right off the top. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, I've never known anybody with the name Gus. Guster B Except for that mouse on Cinderella. Gus. Gus. Remember oh that guy? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. See, as a fat guy. Gus was a fat mouse. (laughs) Happy birthday. Back when it was still okay Um, to make fat, silly
0: characters. Yeah, little characters.
1: Anyway, we got a new segment. It's called News Nuggets. (laughs) This comes from the AP. Oh, didn't it though? (laughs) Snake in a toilet. Slithering visitor to Arizona comes home Mm. and camps out where a homeowner least expects it. Tuscan? 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 What is that? Arizona. Uh, Tucson. Tucson. Oh, wow. Yeah, the sea is silent. That stinks for me. Yeah. Makes me look stupid. Hi! Like a scene out of a horror movie, Michelle Leprin returned to her Tucson, Arizona home to find a snake and set up camp in her toilet. I've been gone for four days, and I was looking forward to using my own restroom in peace, and I lifted up the lid, and he was curled up! Lesman told the Associated Press. Thank God the lid was closed. The hiss- yeah, yeah. hysterical encounter happened July 15th. But Lesman has been getting messages from family, friends, and even people she went to high school with since Rattlesnake Solutions, a Phoenix-based company that removed the snake, recently posted an employee's video. The 20-second video shows the snake being pulled out of the toilet bowl and then hissing right at the camera. And I've seen this video. It's scary as crap. There'll be a link to the video in the show notes at thatstory.show. That's scary. Yeah. First of all,
0: because it's a venomous snake. Right. And just, you know, thank God the homeowner didn't sit down on that toilet and and learn parcel tongue in a different way.
1: (laughs) I'm part of Slytherin now. Yeah. (laughs) When I was a kid, I would sit on the toilet and be afraid that snakes would come up the toilet hole. You know, yeah. I just that was a fear of mine. And and here this lady has experienced it for real. She's going to have PTSD about P.O.O.P. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But a woman says she fractured her ankle when she slept on a piece of prosciutto. Now she's suing oh, no. Boston. Oh, great. A woman who fractured her left ankle during a trip with her husband to the Italian Food Emporium Italy, in Boston last year yeah. is blaming oh, her on. injury on a piece of ham. Alice was heading into an area where food samples were distributed to customers on October 7th when she slipped on a piece of prosciutto and fell, according to a lawsuit filed Friday in Suffolk Superior Court in Boston. Alice Cohen sustained bodily injuries, a loss of enjoyment of life, pain and suffering, and incurred Mm. necessary medical expenses for medical care and attention, the lawsuit says in a Southern accent. Her medical expenses, including (laughs) a hospital visit and physical therapy, have resulted in more than $7,500 in bills, according to the court papers. That's an expensive piece of prosciutto right there. (laughs) <laughs> I like how you go southern with a Boston, uh, Boston News Report. I can't do Boston, dude.
0: All I, I got I'm, is my yeah, southern no. roots, man. That's right, that's right. You got in Boston, you slipped on a prosciutto at Italy. <laughs> I, I'm kind of aggravated with the fact that it happened at a place called Italy. Yeah, yeah. E, e- a t a l
1: y. Yeah. Come it's, on. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little pretentious. Yeah. Maybe they deserve it.
0: It's called Italy, okay?
1: But also, (laughs) if you stepped on a piece of prosciutto, that's on you. It's not like they scattered them around like pepperonis on a cheese pizza, and they were just everywhere. Well, this day and age, you know. I just love that she got a loss of enjoyment of life. Like, they've got to pay for that. I don't enjoy my life ever since I slipped on a piece of meat. I'll never be able to eat no more pescudo, never. Yeah, I don't know. Ain't don't none know. of that stuff. That's
0: probably not a good Boston accent, People especially are, for a female. I'm sorry. People are
1: crazy. Well, thank you for listening to our news update. we got a couple of announcements. Hats are available. Etsy.com slash NLCast. Get them while they last because they are going fast. Sold a couple more this week. They get shipped right out to you. You get a tracking number and everything and you will be super cool and you'll wear it and people are wearing them and they're getting asked about the show and it's making an yeah. opportunity for people to make friends and tell people about the podcast. Subscribe to That Story Show's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at symbol, That Story Show. We're doing stuff on TikTok. We've got a brand new TikTok channel. We're doing Ooh. reels on Instagram and facebook if you're old like me and you still get on facebook that would be great that would be awesome i also want to announce a theme show we haven't done one for a while today's theme this time's theme is called fears and tears and what we want is times that you have scared the crap out of somebody or had the crap scared out of you to the point that you freaked out or fell into sadness like you know like you were so scared or you made somebody else so scared that they started crying. So we want to hear Ooh. your evil stories, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? What did you do? You know, answer that question and that will get on the show. We won't set a specific date. What we'll do is we'll do the show once we have enough content. So send your stuff in, thatstory.show, go there. You can leave a voice message through our 800 number. You can send it in through the form as an entry for a chance to win $50, or you can do an interactive story with me by signing up at thatstory.show. It's time for us to get into our featured segment today. Here we go. Let me tell y'all a story. Let me tell y'all a story. First, a word from our sponsors. All right, I had a chance to sit down the other day with Damon Sumner. He is a comedian. He is an awesome gentleman. I would love to share that with you right now. Here we go. How you doing, folks? I am here with Damon Sumner, who started doing stand-up in Atlanta, Georgia. He co-hosts the podcast, 4th and 10, and co-hosts Sum It Up with the Sumners, a podcast for millennial couples that he does with his wife, Katoya Sumner. I know him from his work on Drybar, but he's also been part of many comedy festivals, and he's worked for Carnival Cruise Lines, which I'm impressed with. Uh, You can hear him on SiriusXM, The Weather Channel, NPR, and more. He's the winner of Comedian of the Year in 2019-2017, semi-finalist for HBO's American Black Film Festival Comedy Wings competition. He put out an album in 2022 called I Know Who I Am. He's husband, comedian, content creator, damon sumner welcome to the show man thank you so much you make me sound
2: good with all that (laughs) yeah i did my homework i'll take it all right all
1: right welcome 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 we're so honored to have you
2: Uh, i appreciate it i'm I'm just loving the background you got here man i gotta step my game up out here (laughs) you're doing it over there
1: well you know when this is all you do you gotta do it you know you gotta do it
2: 100 so So you are from the Atlanta area. Is that true? So, you know, this question, I'll be honest with you, James. This question is one of my favorite questions because when you hear people say, where are you from? Uh Nobody, when I talk with people who've moved around a bit, have a good answer. So I was Mm -hmm. born, and I guess we'll say raised as a young man in Louisiana. But I became a man, a husband, a father in Atlanta. Atlanta's home to me. So, you know.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I feel you. Your bio says that you've been making people laugh since way before you picked up a microphone. Tell us your story. What does that mean? How did you get into being a comedian?
2: Well, I'm the oldest of three boys, a single mom. You know, uh, we we were laughing at the house. I mean, just cutting up. You know, we couldn't go anywhere. Mom was working hard, multiple jobs. So we stayed in that house and me and my brothers, we were just laughing from if it wasn't making fun of of kids who were at school. Shh, don't tell anybody because we couldn't leave the house and we're watching them play outside on the playground in front of the window. It was us just staying up late and just enjoying each other's company. Plus, then you go to school and we're laughing at the recess field. I mean, I was I was the funny guy. I was not a class clown. There is a distinction. Right, right. When, because class clowns, I feel like, if I if I could go there for just a second, they get on the teacher's nerves. No, I had the teachers in the palm of my hands. <laughs> so I was definitely always loving to bring joy and make people laugh, man, and just try people have a better day. Like that really, even at an early age, I knew I was like, I enjoy this. I enjoy seeing a smile on your face, you know, because of something I said or did or whatever. Cut fast forward, graduate college, move to Atlanta, married man, 21, not knowing what to do. I uh, got a degree in journalism. Recession hits, and I'm kind of like, man, I got a baby on the way. I'm about to be a dad. I don't know what to do in my life. Mm. And I'm at an event with some friends, and we're laughing. And one of my best friends, another great comic, David Perdue, he's in the circle as well. And we're just laughing and having a good time. And one person says, man, y'all are hilarious. Have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? Mm. And I'll be honest with you, I had never thought about it. For one reason, I didn't. You know, a lot of times you listen to comics, and their origin story starts with, like, their parents or somebody in their family listened to Carlin and Pryor and you know they're watching you know Letterman or Leno or whatever back in the day I had none of that none of that exposure if it wasn't TGIF or a sitcom <laughs> I wasn't watching it really I remember when Kings of Comedy came out and my mom was like, we ain't watching none of that cussing up in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and so stand-up comedy wasn't even really a thing to think about. But right. when they said that in Atlanta in 2009, I was like, you know what? Let's try it out. So fast forward, October 2010, me and the homie David, we signed up for an open mic in Atlanta at the Laughing Skull Lounge. And literally the rest is history. Crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. It, <laughs> it was crazy is like, I, unfortunately, I, I don't know the person to give credit to. But man, I don't know if you ever think about like what ifs. But I wonder, honestly, what would have happened had they not asked me that question? Like it's kind of crazy to think that question kind of sparked yeah. movement. Yeah. Um now I would like to think that I would have found it some way, but who knows? Maybe mm. I'm a, a middle school principal working with kids. Who knows? Right, right. So <laughs> you bad. are a headliner.
1: That's mm, what yes I've sure. heard about you. Yes, so sir. but that is comedian speak, you know? Right. So right. explain to us what a headliner is. And Mm. where
2: does it start? What are you when you first start? Mm, Yeah, yeah, great question. Yes, I'm fortunate enough, man, to be in this position I am as a headliner, being able to travel around the country, around the globe and, and, and make people laugh. But it doesn't start there. That journey is definitely the opposite. You start at the open mics. You start by signing up at a random show where they're like, hey, if you think you're funny, put your name on this notebook, piece of paper, wait 45 minutes to seven hours. You'll do three <laughs> minutes. You'll get paid nothing. You'll probably go home sad and emotionally eat, <laughs> but you can uh, be on your way to potentially calling yourself a comic. You start at open mics, trying to get funny, trying to get good at the craft. You know, you work your way up without getting too much in the weeds to, you know, being a host at shows and other comedy club and you'll move up there and then you can get to like the feature which is like the middle act right in a typical comedy club sense right you've got the headliner doing 45 minutes to an hour the last comic on the show you know the middle the feature they'll do in over between 20 to 30 minutes And the host may do you know depending on the club 10 to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and that's kind of a standard right kind of lineup yeah if you will there and you just move up and you track up and man it'll be 13 years for me um this october uh and it's been one heck of a ride man
1: that is amazing now you mentioned Mm -hmm. and, and i missed this when i was doing my deep dive on you you are a father as well
2: yeah man i'm a father of three brother
1: oh my goodness Oh my goodness! So, what are the ages, if you don't mind?
2: My oldest, my son, Mission. He is uh, 13. He's about to be a freshman oh, this year, which is crazy. And then my two beautiful girls, Liv Eden. She is uh, almost nine, and Ever Grace. She's seven.
1: Ah, oh, beautiful names too. Love Thank that. You. Love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> if your comedy was mm. rated by the 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 movie the movie guys, MSR. Mm. Whatever
2: they are. Mm, mm, uh sure. what what would MSRP? you rate your average comedy at? Is it PG? Average is it PG thirteen? Yeah. What what if I've got to average it out for them to give me a rating, uh yeah, I'll probably say like PG thirteen, PG yeah, I go PG thirteen on the average. I'm able to, you know, graciously, you know, go right, go left right, with it. Right, right. Depending on whatever, you know, the the context is it didn't always start out that way. When I first started, it was pretty much just like pound for pound PG in a sense of like just content and like premises and like topics, right? But as I've just grown and just continue to become more confident and found my voice on stage, there's things I want to talk about. I want to bring this up. I want to bring this up to the stage and kind of, you know, share my thoughts on it. Now, one one caveat, and I'm intrigued on your thoughts, for the comedy, podcast, or in general, sometimes a topic could be quote unquote clean, right, but it can be uncomfortable. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, you know, those type of topics, sometimes taboo kind of button pushes topics, mm. you know, that can be a lot of things. Because people can get upset and offended quote unquote by anything. I have some people getting upset by my pumpkin pie bit at times. But um <laughs> Yeah, because you know, there well, shouldn't
1: be more than two orange pies at the at the bakery at the, at tea the, tea at tea. At the barbecue. You got
2: it. My man did a deep dive. And so uh, <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of just where I would lie uh for sure. So how hard, if it was hard at all,
1: for you to get on dry bar? Cause I've heard dry bar are like squeaky crazy mm. clean. Like you mm-hmm. can't even say, Oh my God, or anything yeah. like that.
2: So yeah, yeah.
1: How, how was that difficult? Was that second
2: nature? Yeah. One of the biggest things for myself to answer your question was that I always wanted to, you know, at the beginning it's not the case, but over time when you find your voice, I wanted to make sure I was being authentically myself, man. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that on stage and off stage I was being who I am. Now myself and how I was raised, et cetera, et cetera. It's already a comparatively cleaner act. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, if you will. I agree. And so when I started out writing and even how I write now, like it just naturally flows that way. So the material specifically for dry bar, I had that in the back pocket. <laughs> Getting on dry bar is a different situation. Okay. But the material and feeling comfortable to perform, you know, with their with their guidelines, I felt comfortable with that. The crowds were great. I mean they they do a fantastic job, obviously, to build the empire that they have that's kind of how I got to the point where I was like, okay, yeah, definitely can do this because I want to be authentically me. And it already kind of streamlines.
1: Well, that's important. And I, I will take that to heart as well, that, uh, you want to be authentic. You were talking about people easily offended. Maybe we need a new
2: rating system. Uh, (laughs) maybe that may be the answer <laughs> to say how That's
1: offensive cool. something's gonna be
2: well to be honest here we were caught off guard i just found this out pg-13 you could drop one f-bomb now. oh, oh yeah no yeah you can get one and you, you can show a butt so you so, know we need to you're right we we need to look as a country or whatever as a globe of switching that up a little bit yeah i agree i know our time is short but i have to ask you this Please. what is wrong with
1: my friend with the movie Friday. What do you have (laughs) against the movie Friday? Why you gotta hate I never saw so much (laughs) on such a beloved Franchise.
2: It's beloved. I mean, listen, it is beloved, but also baloney was beloved at a time. So, you know, we all (laughs) grow as people instead. Here's the thing I I respect the cult classic that it is. It Uh, is iconic without a doubt. Many people probably have it in their top five movies of all time. Yeah. I would say two things. One, the first thing that I'll say is that the first two times I watched the movie, I probably was, if I'm honest, probably too young to really grasp uh, it. Okay. So I'm going to be honest here that my eyes were already tainted in that aspect. Gotcha. That's right. But then when I go back and rewatch it, I'm just like, what's what's the plot? Like, I don't <laughs> oh, there really know.
1: There is not it, James. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no plot. You know, I for me, it's a movie yeah. that you watch and it's like, haha. But then when you start talking about it with your friends, there's, there's lots like, of memes in there. You
2: know, yeah. like to me, it's worth it just for bye, Felicia. So just a, little, a big, <laughs> long. Right. That's it. Yeah, you got Debo. I mean, there's some classic. Yeah. I mean, it you know, elevated Chris Tucker's career. There's a lot of greatness that comes from it. I, maybe I'm gonna watch it again when I head out of town. Yeah, here. please give
1: me. it another <laughs> chance, you know. Another,
2: <laughs> that's definitely not PG thirteen. We agree on no, that. Oh,
1: absolutely. No, no, no. Uh so nope. to my listeners, go go with some uh trepidation. And some checking of your own faith and, and test and prove uh, what was possible for you. So in 2017, you said in a speech mm. that you would like to kidnap a Chinese baby.
2: I don't remember that. I don't remember that speech at in, all, Jen. In,
1: in 2017, to a group of teachers, you, you, you said that when you were in China, doing teaching, you were teaching English for oh, the Disney. Oh, there we go. I remember this speech. Yeah. And this speech, it inspired so many people that they put it in a blog. Mm. And you said that you would love to kidnap a Chinese baby because they are so cute. I just had to know, is that still the case? I mean, you got children of your own. Are you uh, are you still in the market for a Chinese baby?
2: This is classic <laughs> clickbait
1: 101. I
2: like how we did pull that line out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wide teach speech I did my last year of teach I used to teach for a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh and the answer is wow. still yes. The answer <laughs> is still yes. I got a chance to teach and do comedy <laughs> over in Shanghai, China, man, which was an amazing uh experience for myself, my wife, and my my son when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, they are some of the cutest babies. Oh man, you would just walk around and be like, I just want to just take two of y'all back to the house. I don't know how exports put, work. Put we'll them in a duffel
1: out. bag, man. Get them. <laughs>
2: come on in. I mean, this shirt is from over there, so we'll just come oh, yeah. on together and let's keep it moving.
1: I, I would love to go. I mean, it, it is my goal to go to at least one Asian country. I've been to Spain. Oh, yeah. I've been to Ireland. Mm. The Japanese culture, the mm. Chinese culture, they just oh, yeah. it, it is inspiring. It is. Uh, it's
2: beautiful over there.
1: It's amazing. Let's send people to your socials you've obviously got damon sumner.com where mm-hmm. people can find out more about you twitter.com slash damon jr jr right mm-hmm. so damon mm-hmm. jr and facebook.com slash damon sumner comedy
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then instagram damon jr and then number two
2: yes yes so- that's it and that's where i put most of my information is specifically going to be on the website or Instagram or TikTok. TikTok and Instagram are both Junior 2 D-A-M-O-N-J-R, the number two, for sure.
1: Right. Okay. Now, not to put you on the spot too much, but do oh. you have a funny life story, either from mm. comedy or childhood or anything, maybe embarrassing, something you got in trouble for? I'm just wondering.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, off the top of my head, this actually happened... Uh, Last year okay. I was on the road at, you know, hotel, living life double tree, minding my business. I get on the elevator. It's like four floors, nothing crazy. And I'm on deck uh floor two. And I'm like, ah, I probably got time uh just to go ahead and pass some quick gas before I get off here. <laughs> and sure enough, yes. I hit deck three. There's one floor up. And she got on, and i done. She knew. She knew what I had done. Right. I saw it in her face. Her countenance had fallen. <laughs> and I just stood in the back. I had my head down, I was embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, she caught me, caught me in the devil's playpen, and she didn't say nothing. And all I remember is I I got off. I didn't give her no eye contact. And when I turned right to walk, I glanced back at her for a half a second. No, and I just her fanning her, her fanning her nose. I was like, oh, oh, goodness, she hates my gut. She hates my guts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst.
2: I took the stairs the rest of that weekend. Yeah, I bet you did. Oh, man. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Wait wait 30 seconds.
1: That was great. That was great. And it always is a lady. lady.
2: Always a lady. You know? It always is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gosh like if you're ever at a restaurant or you're just out and it's you know it's either just kind of a oh. bathroom for everyone right and you're like all right well you know here we go you go in this one stall you come out and either it was you or the person before you it doesn't matter right but there's an aroma in there and you come out it's just like a sweet lady mm-hmm. like that wasn't me ma'am That's- <laughs> it wasn't
1: me that wasn't- <laughs> i uh it reminds me of the first time i had I'm turned fifty in August. Oh my uh, goodness! And and I've I've had to have my butt checked. You know that's not fun. But they got me in the position, which is Mm -hmm. horrible, horrible. It's It's, it's the worst thing. And they said, okay, we're gonna go get the person who checks butts. And Mm. so they leave the room. I'm just sitting there with my thoughts. My my (laughs) my head is is lower than my butt. The blood is Mm. rushing. The lady that walks in is gorgeous. Mm. And Hot I don't doctor. know why it were it hurt worse because <laughs> no. she was so fine.
0: Mm. But
1: but I was like, this is not you, I need <laughs> I need a I need a 80-year-old woman in here or, or an old man with glasses. I, this is not how I want to be seen. I can't no. talk to girls. This is your
2: butt checker? This is your butt checker. <laughs> <laughs> checker. How did <laughs>
1: she when did she look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I could either be on Instagram full time or I could check butts
2: let me go ahead and get this money let me get this money real yeah. quick. get that
1: button money got a, point. got a point well i'd like to thank you for being on the show it was absolutely a pleasure i'd love to do it again sometime if you'd be up for it
2: 100 percent, brother i appreciate you having me on
1: all right anything else you want to say to my people
2: yo laugh more all right we need that in life y'all enjoy your life laugh more good deal yes. good deal
1: that's what we're all about on that story show thank you again and god bless you Damon Sumner, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think, John?
0: <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. And, <laughs> and he's just down the street somewhere, you know? Yeah. And just up in Atlanta. I know exactly where the Laughing Skull place is. It's uh, over at Little Five Points, so. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Hilarious. That's, I appreciate <laughs> him coming on the show. We'd yeah. love to get your feedback, James at NLcast.com. If you like our interviews with comedians, he's a really funny guy. He's been on Dry Drybar, so look him up on YouTube. It's time for us to do some listener stories. All right. This was called pizza parenting from TJ Bunkall in Rexburg, Indiana on a particularly slow night. My excitement was palatable as I received a delivery order slightly farther from our store. This time it was a 10 minute drive south, which is about the maximum distance that we're allowed to deliver. I maneuvered my less than glamorous minivan onto a gravel shoulder along a farm road right in front of the designated house. John, is this your house he's talking no, about? No, Maybe. <laughs> as, I, as I walked toward the front door, a woman who had been gardening stood up and inquired about my purpose. I informed her of the delivery, all the while noticing a few kids peeking out of the window of the modest single-story farmhouse. Providing her with the recipient's name, I was met with a rather disapproving glare aimed at the kids indoors. Uh Letting out an exasperated sigh, the woman reluctantly asked me to follow her, so I trailed behind, clutching the two pizza boxes. We headed around the back of the house where a man, who I presumed to be her husband, was working. She summoned him over, and I repeated the delivery details to him. He, too, let out a sigh, inquired about the payment, and took out his wallet settled the bill while all this transpired the mother turned her gaze toward the house hands on her hips and sternly demanded ipad now (laughs) a brief (laughs) apology (laughs) followed before she explained that her 15 year old daughter had secretly ordered the pizza using her ipad Mm. without permission apparently the teenager was unaware of the intricacies of pizza ordering The two adults took the pizza boxes from me and marched inside, leaving me to make my way back to my car. As I drove away, I couldn't help but imagine the creative parenting tactics that those farmland parents might have employed. Maybe they sat their kids down and made them watch as they savored the pizza before them. Yes, It certainly reminded me of something my own mom might have done. Hope this story brought a smile and don't forget to tip your delivery drivers. We earn less than minimum wage and rely on the tips to make our ends meet. And, you know, actually survive T.J. Bunkhall from Rexburg, Indiana. Thank you so much for your story, T.J. Yes, that
0: was great. And thanks for that tip about tips, because I didn't know that drivers made less than minimum wage. Yeah,
1: man, they can't even pay for their gas unless they get tips. Yeah, that's a stinker. When I order a pizza, I'll add the tip in advance. That way, the drivers are fighting over who gets to bring the pizza to my house. Oh, I love tipping, but I believe you tip for fast service. And if the tip doesn't modify the service I'm receiving, I don't tip. I'm the same way with haircuts, with foot massages, with mm. the ladies you get that massages? I talk to on the side of the road sometimes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and read your story, John, before I get All in right. trouble.
0: All right. This here story is a daunting date. Comes with some Molly Wilton. I'm on a date watching this seriously terrifying movie. And just a heads up, I'm not a fan of horror flicks. Things are going relatively okay until the absolute worst scene hits and I practically jump out of my skin. I'm so spooked that I'm seriously considering averting my eyes, so I decide to make a quick bathroom escape. As I'm getting up, I turn to my date and I blurt out, wow, that was terrifying. This seems like a good time to go hit the bathroom. My brain still a bit scrambled from the fright, and before I know it, these words slip out. That scared the crap out of me. He glances at me, a mix of amusement and concern in his eyes. All he does is let out a chuckle. But there's this undeniable aura of awkwardness. Internally, I'm thinking, did I seriously just tell this guy I need to use a bathroom because I had a pants mishap? (laughs) (laughs) I like that, by the way. Even though that uh, this is not the case at all, to this day, I can't help but cringe at that memory. I guess I learned not to overshare, especially on the first date. (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> wonder if there was a second one after that. <laughs> Sorry for that uh, mishap, Molly.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, she might have said my current boyfriend or my husband. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there was a second date. When you basically say, wow, this is a good time to go to the bathroom. That scared the crap out of me. I'm I'm thinking yeah. y- you're now a dirty lady. <laughs> so Had a pants mishap. A pants mishap. That's a nice way
0: of saying it. The chat room says we need a sticker of that, by the way. so. <laughs> get
1: on that I, <laughs> I got pants mishap stickers in the store it's the G- wow. g-rated version of crap in your pants yeah. it's a pants mishap i could see presidents using that as a defense too you know <laughs> <laughs> it was just a pants mishap i didn't do anything all right uh this is called dense dance uh from eric wooten Around the age of 15, I was part of a homeschool co-op that decided to celebrate the end of the semester with a fall formal. Now, as someone who had never experienced a prom or any similar event due to homeschooling, I was pretty stoked. In a true display of my homeschool background, I took a rather unconventional approach. I attended the formal with my younger brother and my mom. (laughs) Well,
0: well, you know, it's kind of probably a lot more people doing that at a homeschool co-op,
1: you know. still hilarious. <laughs> you took your mom. Anyway, we arrived at the venue, walked inside and immediately I was hit with the desire to hold my mother close and dance the night away. I'm just kidding, that's not what it says. <laughs> <didn't> say that. <laughs> Stay at the night to music. <laughs> we arrived at the venue walked inside and immediately i was hit with the sights and sounds of the dance floor in full swing but let's face it being a shy 15 year old there was no way i was gonna muster up the courage to dance or even god forbid ask a girl to dance with me so i ended up mostly hanging out on the balcony with some buddies and occasionally striking up conversations with a girl or two then it happened the most stunning girl My 15-year-old eyes had ever seen casually strolled up to the balcony, and we started chatting. Our conversation flowed for what felt like ages. At one point, she even introduced me to her parents, and yes, I even shook her father's hand. (laughs) Now, here's where my lack of social awareness comes into play. I'm pretty oblivious to cues most of the time. So picture this. Me and this absolutely beautiful girl are standing side by side on the balcony, gazing out at the moonlit golf course. Back in the room, the music shifted as a new song began to play and the girl glanced back at the dance floor then turned her attention to me, locking eyes. She oh said, my. I love this song. Looking back now, I can almost imagine the Cinderella moment she must have been living, her dream coming true. And then, well, I blew it. Oh, I replied with something like, oh, well, you can totally go dance if you want to. And (laughs) you guessed it, total facepalm. Mm. After that night, I never saw her again. (gasps) The worst part, I didn't even realize I had fumbled the whole thing until a few years ago when I had one of those middle of the night cold sweat realizations. Talk about dropping the ball. My life could have been completely different if I had only grasped life by the hand and said, Let's dance, Cinderella. Let's dance. Man. Eric, is that a funny story or a sad story? I can't decide. It's,
0: it's it well, it's funny for somebody else. <laughs> I feel I can relate to this guy because Yeah. Clues went over my head all the time and so and it would be like days later I'm like, "Wait, I I think she was interested in me."
1: Yeah. Oh, how do I find her again?
0: Yes. It, it just uh
1: Well, that's like when I met my wife. I met her at a McDonald's and she gave me a ride home. I, I I liked her a lot. I thought she was really cute. She I, she was interesting, but I never got her number. Never did. Ah. I told my kids yeah, this story was like the other day. Back
0: in those days,
1: yeah, they were asking. You didn't even get her Insta. I'm like, there was no Insta back then, you morons. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing. There was no social media. There was no way to look her up. I said, I had to call like eight different people. And Jen was in a totally different social class than me. She was a really wow. smart person. I was calling all kinds of nerds, trying people that had <laughs> studied with her, people that only knew her through a science project and people I'd never talked to in my life. Finally got her number. He was going CSI on this, Dude. trying to find this girl. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Hey, you're a nerd, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you know, know Jen? This girl? Her name is Jen. The future valedictorian of your senior class. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) anyway, (laughs) thanks for everybody for sending their stories in. But now it's time for us to decide about a contest winner. Oh, it's got its own music. Yeah. I like it. All right. There's a lot of great stories. I really like the one we just read. Dense Dance was great. Yeah. Daunting Date with, what is it? Our new Ants Mishap.
0: Pants mishap. Yep. Molly, Molly's pants mishap. Great uh, show title or band name, as you mentioned. And then we had that great one from TJ. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza parenting. I wonder if the 15 year old from TJ's story ever met up with 15 year
1: old Eric. Maybe she was the beautiful girl. Yeah. And (laughs) she couldn't get in contact with him because she didn't have her iPad anymore. (laughs) And her karma was, you know, she ordered the pizza, but she missed out on the love of her life. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Was it worth it? Was it worth it? But then Mandy's story, anxiety accident is uh, Mm. a fave just because of the embarrassment factor. Yeah. And the fact that she still hasn't figured (laughs) out (laughs) how to fix it. I wonder if she's talked to her net neighbor yet, you know? Yeah. You just kind of ride by and you blush and it just settles in the fact that she thinks I'm cute because you're actually just embarrassed, but it comes off like you're being coy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I was talking about your dog. She's probably written a story just, many
0: times in a letter and meant to send it. Your
1: dog is so cute. I just want to let you know.
0: Like me? Oh! Ah! Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She should start calling the dog Gus. That's uh, that's, that's, your, that's true. Your way, hey,
1: Gussy Pooh. You are so cute, Gus. Maybe that's what Gus adorable. is short for after all is Gussy Pooh. Somebody needs to look that up and tell us what is Gus short for. Yeah. All right. So, John, I don't know about you, but my vote anyway is "Anxiety Accident" by Mandy from Denver, Colorado. Ah. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to back you up
0: on that. Hey, even though the daunting date, yeah, was, all of them were good. They're so Anthem's good. Ha- yeah. It's hard I, to pick I think, one. Yeah, it is. But I relate very closely to that anxiety Mandy had. So, Mandy. You get my
1: vote too. Mandy from Denver, Colorado, you are this week's $50 winner. Whoops. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to talk about our patrons just a little bit. You can support us if you'd like to. You get ad-free listening. You get stickers and stuff, depending on the level, and weekly bonus content. Every single week, John and I record just a little extra, just a few more stories and put them up there at patreon.com thatstoryshow that You'll get your own custom RSS feed where you will get ad-free listening and bonus content automatically delivered to your device. Jamie Good became a $10 patron. We'd like to thank him very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. We love you so much. If you're more of a one-time donation person, then buy us a lemon at nlcast.com lemon. Lemons, lemons.
0: Yeah. If you you know the meme
1: if you like lemons buys lemon surely you have a funny life story do you want to hear it on the show submit your story at thatstory.show, where you can find links to our twitter our instagram our facebook our discord our tiktok everything and if you love the show spread that love by leaving a review in itunes Special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. And remember, if something weird, painful, or embarrassing happens to you, don't get stressed. Don't get depressed. Just think, hey, this belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one of our uh, chat
0: room folks, Infinity uh, Tech, says, per Wikipedia, Gus is a masculine name, often diminutive, for Angus, August, Augustine, Augustus
1: and other names Awesome. Uh, that I can't pronounce. Well, there we and go. Gustav is one of them. Gustav. Gustav. Awesome. Yep. Thanks for the info, awesome. chat room. You can join us every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central Time on our Discord server. For more information, thatstory.show. Click on Community, and you can join. It'll be awesome. You will join a great group of very awesome young men and women. We'll see. And you guys. some of them are old, too. Yeah. Well, my name is Gus, and I sleep around. Not the way that sounds. I just got to the ground. I lay on my back because I got <laughs> surgery, and that's all. <laughs> Didn't he get time to rhyme anything?
2: This show is part of the Nobody's Listening podcast community. Get more at nlcast.com.